We've always defined ourselves by the ability to overcome the impossible. And we count these moments. The first ever to fly faster than the speed of sound. These moments when we dared to aim higher, to break barriers, to reach for the stars, 76, you are go. To make the unknown known. We count these moments as our proudest achievements. Go. Y'all ready? Yes. Happy New Year to everybody. I hope you had an amazing, uh, not only Christmas, but I hope you had an amazing time with your family, with your friends. Uh, trust that you did, and I hope that you're off to a great start already. Can you believe it? 2019. Now here we come. Here we are. Right now. Here we are. Tell someone this can be the best year of your life. Right now. Tell somebody. Yeah, man. Tell somebody. Yes, tell them. Tell somebody else. Go ahead. Someone needs to hear it this morning. It's going to be the best year of your life. That's right. I believe that. I really do. I believe it's going to be the best year of our lives. And I believe one of the main reasons is because we're going to do what we always do this time of year. This time of year, we always set... The first, we give, the God, give to God the first, we bring to God the first, we, we set it aside, we dedicate it, and we give God the very first of our year. There's this verse, uh, Matthew, tax collector, New Testament, eyewitness of Jesus, Matthew penned these words, and he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added or given to you. And so we believe that we should seek God first in everything we do. With our time, our talents, or our treasure, we, we should give God the first. When we give him the first, it redeems the rest. Are you with me? So when we say, okay, God, the first is yours, so we're going to return. It's not really so much that we give because it's his. We just return it. When we do that, God anoints and he blesses our year. For our family, I've never seen it more true than this very last year. I mean, God not only blessed us on our fast last January, um, but God blessed us all year long. It was incredible. Just when you thought God couldn't do anything else, God, you know, you, you didn't deserve another blessing. It's like God just kept emptying it out. You know what I'm talking about? That's what I'm talking about. And uh, even through December, through December, I counted and kept counting and counting 
blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing after blessing. I mean, God was just stacking them up in December for me personally, for my family, what God was doing. So we're, we're coming into, we're, we're here, but we're running into this year. We're not running from this year. We're running into this year bold as a lion because we have Christ confidence because he is in us. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Are you with me? So we're running into this year, not afraid, because he said, do not fear. But we're running in knowing that the presence of God is here. And because God is here, um, great things are going to happen. And so it's our, it's our privilege. It's, it is a sacrifice, but it's even more our reasonable service to set aside the first of the year and say, God, we're going to not only fast uh, individually and fast privately, don't go around announcing it, you know, on Facebook. Pray for me, I'm fasting. Haven't had meat in 20, you know, 19 days, I'm about to die. You know, you know, if that's where you get your sympathy, don't do it for fasting because you'll lose your reward and that would suck because <laughs> fasting's not easy. So, but we're going we're gonna to come into this year and we're going to say, God, we just believe you and, and, and we not only believe, but we're going to receive what you have for us. We're going to receive. I love that song. We receive your reign. And I, let me tell you, boy, does it get me excited when I think about the rain that God has ready to release on your life. And don't think thunderstorm. Don't think rain. Oh, no, I got to get the umbrella. I want you to think and remember and believe that rain is what causes things to grow. And God is going to bring into your life things that are going to cause you to grow this year. And I'm so excited. We begin the fast tomorrow. And for 21 days, from tomorrow all the way through the 27th, which is a Sunday. So on Monday through the 27th, we're going to fast. We're going to fast. And I'm calling you to fast. Many of you have fasted before. Many of you are like, what is he talking about? You know, some of you are saying, is he talking about food? You know, wherever you are. Listen, if this is your first time, you may, you, uh, you, you may not be able to go 21 days. But I want to challenge you to set aside 21 days. Now, what is biblical fasting? Biblical fasting is not going without social media. That's not biblical fasting. Biblical fasting is going out without food for a spiritual purpose. And so it doesn't mean that you don't have to eat for 21 days. There are all kinds of different fasts that you can do. There's all different types of fast in the Bible. And so we have resources to help you. And I want to start out the beginning of our year with encouraging you to fast. Here's why. When you fast, you go further faster. So we're going to fast forward. Are you with me? We're not retreating. We're advancing. Maybe y'all didn't hear me. I said, we're not going backwards. We're advancing. That's what we're doing in 2019. And some of God's greatest blessings for your life, some of the, the biggest barriers that have been in front of the blessings are going to come crashing down. For our church, this is year seven. Do a study on what seven means. And, and then go to the Old Testament and do a little study on the year of Jubilee. We're in the year of Jubilee. This is going to be a great year right here. That's what I'm talking about. So excited. My God is awesome. And he's going to do incredible things. Here's what I want you to do. Take your phone out real quick. I want you to take your phone out real fast. And I want you to go to, go to our website right there. If you don't have the app, you can download our app. Uh, it's free. But go to MomentumChurch.org. Go right there. And then... You can scroll, you can scroll, it's an incredible, incredible uh, website, I'm so thankful that, man, we got it right there on our phones, 
So you just scroll, scroll to uh, take a next step, touch that, and then scroll just a little bit, and you click on start a fast, start a fast. And that's all the resources uh, that we put right there to help you. Um, if you have questions, um, to tell you about the different types of fast, tell you about why we fast, all of it's right there. In fact, we have other additional resources. And I just want to say this, and then I got to get preaching, man. I got a message. It is like fire in my belly. I got I to gotta preach this thing. Let me tell you, um, fasting, I, I was given a book, Fasting, by Jensen Franklin. I was given that probably 2009. I didn't read it till 11, 2011. And when I read that book, it forever changed my life. Jesus said something like this. In fact, this is what he said. Jesus said, there are things that as Christians, as believers, we ought to do. He said, we should. He said, when you pray, pray like this. So don't pray to impress people. Pray for God to hear you. You with me? So don't be a Pharisee because I want, I want you to see me. Don't be a Pharisee. Pray to God. And your father who hears you in heaven will reward you openly. So when you pray, pray like this. Don't pray like that. When you give, give like this. Give in secret. Don't, don't go around and tell people how much money that you give. I give this dollar amount. I'm so thankful that I was able to give $200 to the church. And God blessed me for it. You know, it's just such a... No, no, no. When you give, you give in secret. And your father who sees what you do in secret will reward you openly. And then Jesus said, so not only when you pray and when you give, Jesus said, when you fast. Notice all three things Jesus is not saying if you pray, if you give. That's some a theology shift for some of us. If you fast. No, Jesus said, when you pray, when you give, when you fast, do it like this. When you fast, Jesus said, don't go around, oh, pray for me. I'm so weak. I've been fasting. I'm on the Daniel fast. I don't know. If I can make it. Now, some of y'all might feel that way if you give up coffee. And, and, and for some of you, it might be God's will to give it up. For some of you, it might be God's will to stay on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Ask your spouse. But, but uh, whatever fast God leads you to, here's what I want you to do. I want you to commit to it. Do you hear me? You're going to be tempted in the fast to quit. Jesus was. And you and I are no better than Jesus. You're going to be tempted to sin during the fast. Jesus was, and you and I are no different. Are you with me? But commitment. So I want you to say, God, I'm going to give you X, Y, Z. I'm going to fast from this, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it not just so I can get, 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 but I'm going to do this to humble myself before the Lord. Because when you humble yourself before the Lord, God will give you grace, and God will lift you up. He will exalt you. In due season. You know what fasting does? Fasting is like a magnet that attracts the blessings of God. My God, I should have preached on fasting. My heart is full. But that's not where we're at today. So fasting. Hey, we're, we're glad that you're here. Welcome, everybody. I'm glad you're watching online from wherever you are. I'm glad you guys are here in Gulf Breeze. Thankful for everyone in Navarre. Thankful for everyone in Blackwater. Thankful for everyone who will be part of our next campus. And I'm excited what God has for us today. Let's jump into it. Dream. Dream. We're talking about believing God for the impossible. Believing God for the impossible. In this series, we're going to walk through the life of Joseph. We're going to walk through the life of Joseph. About half the times that dream is mentioned in the Bible, it's recorded within the life of Joseph. In fact, 15 chapters 
consecutively in the Bible talk about Joseph. If you go to Genesis, which is our text today, go to Genesis 37. We go to Genesis 37 all the way through Exodus 1. Literally 15 chapters. We're going to, I mean, you're reading Genesis and it talks about how in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. And then it tells about Adam and Eve. And it tells us how God ordained marriage. Then it tells us everything that, that, that was blessed. And it, and it tells story after story. And we have Abraham. We have Isaac. And we have Jacob. And, and then Jacob. We continue to read. Jacob, from Jacob come 12 tribes. And one of those, one of his sons, 12 sons, 12 tribes, one of his sons is, is Joseph. And before we get into Genesis 37, let me read this to you from uh, Psalm 105. If you're like me, before I watch a movie, I want to get, you know, get a little snippet. I, I want to read what it's about. Are you like that? In fact, the truth is I don't like watching a movie without that. I want to get just a little, you know, just kind of tee it up a little bit. Like, okay, this is what the movie's going to be about. I want to watch the trailer. I want to see, okay, well, in Psalms, David does that for us. David tees up the life of Joseph. Psalm 105, these verses are not on the screen. You can go there with version. By the way, notes are there in version also. But in verse 16, Psalm 105, we read these words. 16. He called for a famine. Who called? God called for a famine. On the land of Canaan, cutting off its food supply. Then he, that's God, sent someone to Egypt ahead of them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They bruised his feet with fetters and placed his neck in an iron collar until the time came to fulfill his, someone say, dreams. The Lord tested Joseph's, what's the next word, is character. Then Pharaoh sent for him and set him free. The ruler of the nation opened his prison door. Joseph was put in charge of all of the king's household. He became ruler over all the king's possessions. He could instruct the king's aides as he pleased and teach the king's advisors, the dream giver. The dream giver. This is the title of the message today in this new series, Dream, the dream giver. I want you to understand that God is the dream giver. God is the dream giver. Great dreams come from God. God is the dream giver. And here's what I hope will bring hope to you is that God sees you. God knows that maybe many of you here today have lost hope. Because your dreams have been shipwrecked. Your dreams have been shattered. But I want to tell you something. God is not only the dream giver, but God is the dream fulfiller. And what God spoke will come to pass. I promise you that. You see, your dream, your dream is connected to your destiny. So sometimes God will give us a dream, and then all of a sudden, next week we're going to talk about the death of a dream. God gives us this dream, then all of a sudden it seems like the dream dies. You ever been there? Mm-hmm. You been right there? A lot of tears right there. A lot of sorrow right there. A lot of mourning right there. A lot of on your face before God. 
right there. If you're not careful, a lot of depression right there. But I want to tell you something. The dream giver didn't just give you your dream. He made you on purpose and for a purpose. He created your destiny. And your dream is connected to your destiny. But a dream takes time. I, I want a dream. I, God, give me a dream. I want that dream to happen today. Woo! <laughs> my birthday, my birthday, people went around. They were saying some words about Pastor Tim. I was like, careful now. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> They're going around. They're saying different words. They were so kind and generous. And, and, and uh, then one of them jokingly said, uh, I can't say patient. <laughs> Any of y'all like that? Any of y'all with me? You're not perfect. You struggle with patience. I like things done yesterday. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we all struggle with that from time to time. But it takes time. It takes time for you and I to be able to mature and handle the dream that God gave us. Let's look at the life of Joseph, Psalm 37. Good news today. There's a God-sized dream with your name on it. A God-sized dream with your name on it. Maybe you're here and you say, you say, Pastor Tim, I don't have a dream. Then ask God for a dream. Ask God for a dream. Genesis 37 Words right here on the screen. I'm going to read uh, 2 through 11. By the way, these are the words of Moses. Moses penned these words. Let's read on. Here we go. Verse 2. This is the account of Jacob and his family. When Joseph was 17, interesting here, young people. Anyone here 17? Raise your hand. In Navarre, anyone 17? Anyone here 17? Raise it. Raise it up. Raise it up high. Don't be afraid. and shame to see hand. Hey, let me tell you something. God begins this dream with Joseph when he's 17. God also anointed David to be king when he's 17. So don't let anyone despise your youth. Because you're 17 doesn't mean that you can't do anything. Now don't get too cocky. Because that's the trap if you're not careful. But don't be intimidated. Because what God has for you might start in your youth. Here we go. So here's the account. He's 17. Who's 17? Joseph's 17. Who's Joseph? Joseph is the son of Jacob. Here we go. Read on. So he tended, tended to his father's flocks. He worked for, half, for his half-brothers, the sons of his father's wives, Billah and Zilpah. But Joseph reported to his father some of the bad things his brothers were doing. I don't know if his dad asked him for a report, because sometimes parents do that. I don't know if he just volunteered a report, because sometimes children do that. Either way, Jacob was getting an earful. Now it goes on, it says this, verse 3, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children. Someone say favor. And the reason why is because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift. Made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. Um, it's a coat of many colors. This was uh, some of the clothes back then that would have been uh, made and given as a gift. Um, just think for a minute. Think kind of like overalls. So it may have gone down. Uh, it may have gone down to the ground, but it was something that they could work in. It was something they could get to work. This coat was different. This was a long type of robe. Think robe. Think Christmas morning. Get out of bed. Put that soft, nice. Luxurious robe on. That's what this was. And what it did was a couple things. Number one, it signified that he would not be the one working 
with the rest of his brothers, but he would be the one overseeing his brothers. This was announcement that God's favor was on Joseph, and one day Joseph would be the leader of Jacob's family. By the way, Joseph gets the dream. Joseph gets the coat before he gets the dream. So we read on verse four. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. Some translations read they would not even talk to him. You know, I can almost picture Joseph being a little cocky. He's 17. How many of us were cocky when we were 17? How many of us thought we knew it all when we were 17? How many of us thought we knew better mom and dad when we were 17? How many of us thought that, man, we were untouchable, indestructible when we were 17? I just went skiing. And the mountain I went down when I was 23 looks a little different at 43. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh Uh-huh. Joseph got a little too big for his britches, I'm sure. And I'll back it up with scripture in a second. Joseph probably is struggling with pride at this point a little bit because he's favored. And if you're not careful, the favor of God can keep us from the very thing God wants. And that's humility. Because with God's favor comes blessing. And oftentimes with God's blessings come pride. Are you with me? And so I imagine Joseph kind of, maybe, maybe he's a tattletale. Maybe he's ratting on his brothers. I don't know. But, but he's got this coat. And he kind of knows what his dad is saying. And so maybe he just kind of goes with it a little bit. Maybe he's kind of got an attitude like, don't hate me because you ain't me. Maybe that's his attitude. I'm not sure. But one night, verse 5, Joseph had a dream. He had a dream. And again, let me say, if you don't have a dream, ask God for a dream. And when he told his brothers about it, they hated him more than ever. So if you already knew your brothers hated you because your father favored you, why would you go and tell your brothers the dream God gave you? Are you with me? I will say it to you like this today. Be careful who you tell your dreams to. Be careful when you tell your dream. Because if you tell it too early, it might get you in trouble. It might, not that it's not going to come to pass, it just might take longer to get to your destiny so be careful who you tell your dreams to verse six listen to this dream he says (laughs) we were out in the field tying up bundles of grain suddenly my bundle stood up and your bundles all gathered around and bowed low before mine and his yeah oh boy his brothers responded so you think you will be our king (laughs) do you do you actually think you will reign over us? I mean, can't, can't you just hear the tone in his brother's voice? The disgust. They hated him all the more because of his dreams, plural, and the way he talked about them. We have to be careful how we handle our dreams. Dreams are fragile. And if you're not careful, they can shatter easily. If you're not careful... You can mishandle. You can fumble. But let me also tell you this. Don't expect everyone to celebrate you. Some may just want to tolerate you. Some people get jealous because they see God's favor upon your life. And they're not under the same favor. But that's okay. You're living for the audience of one. 
So don't expect everyone to celebrate your success. You might find out you have fake friends. I found out I've had a few fake friends through the years. They faked it. They thought they could make it. And I pray when I put on the belt of truth, I pray God help me to know and believe the truth about you. Help me know and believe the truth about me. Hello. That's humbling. And I pray God help me know and believe the truth about everyone else in my life. Fake friends. Even worse, you might find out you have fake family. They only pretended to be cool with you. They only pretended to have your back until you got ahead, until your business started being bigger than their business, until you, until you bought that house that was bigger than their house. God's favor is upon you. Maybe family and friends may turn on you. Verse 9, so Joseph had another dream. I'm thinking about this. You know, God gives us a dream. We're stewards of the dream. How you, how you steward the first dream will have everything to do with what God enables you to dream again. So if you want another dream, what did you do with the first dream? God gave you a first dream and you haven't done anything with the first dream. Don't expect God to keep cranking out the dreams because God's waiting on you to move towards his dream. Are you with me? And you know what keeps us from moving towards the dream? Fear. Fear. Often. Insecurity. But Joseph has another dream. And for some of you guys, your dreams have shattered. Maybe it was the dream of, of being a parent. Maybe it was the dream of, of giving birth to a baby. Maybe it was the dream of the business that 2018, you put everything in. Maybe it was the dream of the promotion that you knew was yours. You deserved it. You earned it. You worked your tail off for it. And that other guy, other woman you worked with, they got it. They don't work half as hard. They don't put in half as many hours as you do. And your dream crumbled. Maybe it was the death of a loved one. This last year you walked through and this Christmas was harder than any other Christmas. Because you had dreams of memories you wanted to make. And God called them home. Can I tell you today it's time to dream again? Oh, I feel it so deep within me. Some of you guys, you've lost your hope. You lost the ability to dream. And God's saying to you today, it's time. It's time to dream again. And this second dream that God gives them is even bigger than the first dream. Mm. So here we go. He has another dream. And again, he told his brothers about it. Listen, I've had another dream. Another dream. Woo. Me and Jesus, we like this. God answers all my prayers. So good to be so close to God. I'm praying for y'all. I don't know. Maybe that was his attitude. But he had another dream. And he said, the sun, moon, and 11 stars bowed low before me. This time, you know what happens? His brothers resent him even more and his father rebukes him. This time he told the dream to his father as well as to his brothers. But his father scolded him. What kind of dream is that? He asked. Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow to the ground before you? But while his brothers were jealous, someone say jealous. Some of us, some of us, uh, if we're not careful, 2019 will look like 2018 if we don't let go of the jealousy that we had in 2018. Because this dream isn't about me getting ahead of you. 
And if your dream is selfish ambitions, if that's what it's based out of, if, if you're trying to plant your dreams in the soil of jealousy, it's not going to go well. This isn't, this isn't about us. It's about something way bigger. And his brothers are jealous, but his father wondered what the dreams meant. You know what jealousy does? Jealousy rejects celebration. That's why the older brother couldn't celebrate that the prodigal son, the younger brother, came home. We went through that not too long ago. Remember, he's like, I'm not coming into the party. So his dad went to him. Why? Because he was jealous of his younger brother. Jealousy will keep you from celebrating other people's success. Je my God. Jealousy will keep you from your own success. That's a word for someone today. You've been jealous of someone else. And if you struggle with that, we all struggle. None of us are perfect. You know how to beat jealousy? Celebrate people's successes. When it's someone else on the stage and you want to be on the stage. Someone else on the mic. Someone else getting the lead. Someone else being recognized. Someone else getting recognized. One time I heard of a church that uh, recognized someone for their service as a volunteer. And someone else responded just like, man, I just, I, that just bothers me. It bothers you because you have jealousy in your heart. Truth with grace. Right? It, it, it bothers. that we Jealousy keeps us, man. Jealousy binds us up. Jealousy rejects celebration. Here's how you beat jealousy. When someone else is successful, celebrate them. Get out of depression by quit wishing and whining that it was you. And start celebrating that it's them. Celebrate that it's them. I heard of a pastor that was driving to church and he's praying his church would grow. And he passed another church. And God said, why don't you pray his church will grow? We ought to celebrate other people. We ought to surround ourselves with people that, that celebrate what God is doing in our lives. And Joseph's really struggling. He's really struggling because, yeah, he's 17. He doesn't know everything. And, and, and brothers and family have turned on him. Now his father, who gave him the coat of many colors, kind of rebukes him. And, and Joseph doesn't realize his dad is still wrestling. He's within the tension of the dreams and he's wondering exactly what it means I want to tell you today that your dream is connected to your destiny the world says this the world says if you can believe it you can achieve it and I think the gospel I think the gospel flips it and turns it on its head I don't think it's about I wanted to bring a message like dream big and you should should dream big man. I hope you got goals I, I hope I, I hope you're not going to try to wing it this year but if we talk about the real 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 big picture if we talk about the 30,000 foot level this is way bigger than your dreams for you this is about God's dream for you and the world says if, if I can just believe it I can achieve it Chug it, 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 chug it. Oh, it's uphill. Chug it, chug it. The little train that could. And I'm not against positive thinking, and I'm not against anything like setting your mind on a goal and accomplishing that goal. I live my life that way. But I'm telling you, God's dreams for you are so much higher than your dreams for you. I think we spend so much time chasing after our dreams. 
when we should be chasing after the dream giver. Because the dream giver knows what's up. That's what's up. The dream giver is the one that made you and made you for a purpose and made you with a purpose and created a destiny that he has destined you for. So stop just chasing your dreams and humble yourself and ask God for his dream. Because God's the dream giver. I don't believe it's if I can just believe it. If I can just believe it, then I can achieve it. No. I believe if I can receive it, I can achieve it. Here's the thing about God. You don't have to strive with God. I have to strive to keep my body in shape. Paul said the same words to the church in Corinth. He said, I, I, I go after my body and I subject it so that when I preach to others, I won't become a castaway. I want to take care of the temple. Many of you guys, you know what I'm talking about, and it doesn't get any easier. I wish I had the dedication at 17 that I have at 43. That would have been huge. Y'all wouldn't have believed it. The older we get, the harder it gets. Isn't that true? I get out of bed and my body sounds like fireworks. It goes snap, crackle, pop, like Rice Krispies. I'm like, what is happening here? I got to work hard. I do a lot of sit-ups and ab exercises just to take a bite of ice cream. It's worth it. It's worth it. You with me? It is hard. But that is about achieving. God's kingdom, it's flipped. God's kingdom, it's not about me striving to get more from God. By the way, that's not what fasting is about. Fasting is about humbling myself and quieting myself and putting myself in a place where I can hear from God. You with me? So fasting isn't striving. Fasting is surrendering. And how we achieve is when we realize it's not about believing and achieving. It's about receiving what God has already planned for us. Because if you believe in God, you understand that God believes in you and God made you. He created you. For an amazing destiny. And so next week, we're going to continue in the story. We're going to continue. We're going to talk about the death of a dream because right then, right after that, it goes from what Joseph would think good to real bad, real bad. I want to encourage you guys as I close. I want to encourage you. In fact, today we're going to have a come forward time of prayer to dedicate the first year to God to begin this fast will start tomorrow maybe some of you just say need to come forward and say God I thought you gave me a dream I think the dream's dead next week we're going to talk about that God knows how to raise dead dreams maybe some of y'all have never had a God sized dream because that's what believing for the impossible is. Because, because if, it's, uh, if it's possible for you, you don't need God. You want to believe God for the impossible things.
for the things that only God can do. And it's not about us just believing you want to have faith. Don't hear me wrong. But it's about understanding that it's, it's really about me receiving what he has and me depending on him. Being in a place where I depend on God. And I'm going to, God, I receive your reign. God, whatever you have, my hands are open. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you are my God. And you're altogether lovely. You're awesome. And you are the great God. And, and I'm nothing. I'm nothing without you. So here. I am. I am not. But I'm here. Because you're the great I am. And I want your God-sized dream for my life. I'm sick and tired of trying to do it my way. So I'm going to surrender because surrender is how you receive. God has amazing dreams for you. Maybe you want to come say, God, I'm ready. I'm just going to surrender. By the way, Joseph's dream to his destiny takes a long time. We need patience. Don't pray for it. Just work on it. For some of you, God gave you a promise like he gave Joseph. God gave you a promise. And you heard his word. And you've tied a knot and you're hanging on to the character of Almighty God. Do not doubt Him. Let your heaviness, let your burdens be lifted in the power of your praise. I don't know who you are necessarily and where you are today, but your Father does. He's calling some of you to dream his dream, to come in alignment. Some of you, he's calling you to dream again. Some of you, the beginning is for you to understand that his biggest dream for you is to experience life here and forever after. And you only do that with receiving Jesus into your life. So as many as called on him, God gives us the right to become the children of God. You've got to be born again. It starts with you realizing that in and of yourself, in and of myself, there's nothing I can do to earn or to deserve God. There's nothing I can do to cancel, to delete my sins. Jesus came so he could live a perfect life, so he could die a perfect death, so he could be raised sins so we too could realize that death was defeated that's for me, that's for you and that our sins were buried and remembered no more and if you don't know Jesus, the dream begins with understanding that before eternity, before God ever made the heavens and the earth God already had purposed a plan that Jesus would come and what the enemy meant for evil, God would mean for good Jesus who knew no sin would become our sin and he would die on that cross and he would shed his blood because without the shedding of blood there's no forgiveness of sins for whoever will call on the name of the Lord will be saved for by grace are you saved through faith not of yourselves it's a gift of God it's not of your works otherwise we would boast 
pride is what got Satan kicked out of heaven when he was Lucifer. God doesn't like pride. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the almighty hand of God that he may lift you up. Heads bowed and eyes closed. I'd ask today, if you're here, how many of you would say, you'd say, Pastor Tim, whatever campus you're at, you say, Pastor Tim, I want this relationship with Jesus. I've never done what you just talked about. And today, I'm ready to quit striving so I can attain God and His forgiveness and His love. And today, I'm ready just to receive. I do believe that He died for me. He was buried and He rose again. And today, I'm trusting Him to do what I could never do for myself. I'm believing Him to come into my life to make me new and teach me how to live if you want to do that right now you've never done it today wherever you are you're watching online God sees you wherever you are I want to invite you to say this sinner's prayer with me right now we'll pray it out loud I'll say it you repeat it you're not praying through me and you're not praying to me you're talking right to God you're talking right to Jesus here we go would you say Jesus I believe you love me and I receive your love. Thank you for taking my place on the cross. I believe you not only died and bled for me, I believe you were buried. I believe you rose again. I'm transferring my trust into the death, the burial, and the resurrection to be what makes me right with God. I declare Jesus is Lord. I now give you my life, and I receive your life. Now teach me how to live. In Jesus' name, amen. On the count of three, if you prayed that for the first time, the old is gone, the new has come. Your name is being recorded right now in heaven in what's known as the Lamb's Book of Life. Your name is being recorded. That's the book that you want your name in only those names get in and your name's in today and heaven's throwing a party so there's no fear there's no there's no uh, hesitation there's no procrastination if you pray that today I want to ask you on the count of three I want you to raise your hand high and I want you to hold it up we have a gift for you heaven's already celebrating we're celebrating that's why we're here that's why this church exists that's why we got up early this morning and it's why we planted this church on the count of three raise it high one two three right now hold it up hold it up high i see your hand sir hold it up i see it i see your hand i see your hand hold it up high hold it up hold it up hold it up let's go let's go navarra hold it up that's right that's right navarra hold it up hold it up blackwater Hold it up. And you're watching online. We want you. We want you to let us know. Here's what I'd like to take the next five minutes, maybe three to five minutes. Here's what I'd like to do right now. And this is a holy moment. I'm going to ask that nobody leaves. The music will continue to play. First off, if you just gave your life to Christ, we're so excited for you. We want you to go tell somebody. We want you to go to the tent and tell them what Jesus did for you. You're like, listen to me, you're like a newborn baby. When a baby's born, they don't run out of the room. 
more people run into the room. You need the right people in your space to help you. That's called discipleship. We want to do that. We are here to help you. I thank God that our church is a church where babies are being born every Sunday into the kingdom of God. I don't take it for granted. I don't ever want to get over it. I thank God for that because that's what he called us to do. That's the first thing I want to say. Second thing is this. Some of you, we're going to take three to five minutes. I'm going to invite you to come forward and pray. You're in the prison. I'm going to invite you to get on your knees and turn that chair that you're just sitting in into an altar. In Dunbar, I'm going to ask you to come forward. Maybe you're watching online, wherever you are. Turn that space into an altar before the Lord. I want to give you an opportunity to talk to God about what you've just heard. Maybe to dedicate this year. Maybe you say, Lord, I'm going to stop trying to just achieve my way. And I'm going to receive your way. Yahweh. Let's do that. Let's get some of that. Are you with me? Right now, wherever you are, you're seated. I want you to come. I want you to come. I want to invite you to hit your knees and to begin to pray. People are coming all over. Don't be embarrassed. We walk past people at the movies all the time. You step on someone's foot, they'll forgive you. Just come wherever you are. If you will humble yourself under the almighty hand of God, I'm telling you, just be honest. I wouldn't want to go into 2019 without humbling myself. I wouldn't want to go into 2019 without getting on my knees and saying, God, I need you. You have no idea what this year looks like, man. This is a great opportunity. I pray, I pray people will empty their seats. People will come. Maybe you haven't talked to God in a while. This is a great time to begin. It's right where you are. People are still coming. There's still time. If you waited, you're a little nervous, didn't want to be embarrassed, there's still time. You come right now. There's no judgment. You're in a judgment-free zone. There's no shame. There are people who are desperate for God. When we're desperate for God, we don't fill out the check and ask God to sign it. We ask God to write the check. And we'll cash it. Wherever you are. Maybe there's been jealousy in your heart. Maybe there's unforgiveness in your heart. You and your spouse are not right. There's so much in between you. You can park a bus. Maybe there's anger, resentment. They just need to say, Lord, I'm giving it to you maybe you're here and you come with tears not much to say but tears you've had dreams shattered not just once I'm telling you when we hit our knees faith rises and the just will live by faith God, I pray for every person here today with the humility to hit their knees in front of a crowd. They are the ones, Lord, that are asking where they're at. They're asking you for so much. For some of them, it's health. For some of them, it's, it's a miracle that they need. For some of them, it's a baby they still haven't had. For some of them, 
It's relationships to be restored. For some of them, it's a job. For some of them, it's that they could finally let go of anger or jealousy. For some of them, it's freedom from addictions. This is the year of Jubilee. This is the year it changes. Thank you, Jesus, that because of you and your power, as Jesus followers, we have the same power inside of us that raised Jesus from the dead. So God, we declare today that what you've spoken in our heart in private will come to pass. We declare today, God, that the promise you made us will come to pass. God, we declare today that our steps have been ordered. We declare today, God, that you have gone before us. And you've not only gone before us, but you are for us. And if God be for us, who can be against us? We declare that what you put in our heart will come to pass. And we will wait. And we will pray. And we will follow you, Jesus. And we will love you. We will share you with a world that's lost and dying. And we will decrease so you can increase. We want to make much of you, Jesus. We declare today, Spirit of the living God, that we are desperate for what you can do. We don't want what we can do, God. We want to believe you for God-sized dreams. We want to believe you for things that are impossible to men, but possible with God. So we align ourselves in this moment with the genius of God, with the might of God, and the power of God, and the authority of God. And we say, not our way, but have your way, Yahweh. And we pray it in the name of Jesus, our soon returning King. And all God's people said in Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let it be so. God bless you.